What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This is episode number 285 of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Bruce Irving. On today's show, we have a panel discussion about what's happening in the world right now for restaurants. Listen, we're going through a tough time right now. I know that. This was a panel discussion that we had a few weeks back with Jeremy from Master Pizza, Peyton from Mission Pizza, and John from Zeroni's. And it's just a different perspective of different types of businesses and how they're handling the current situation. This is a podcast that we recorded a few weeks back for our Pizza Summit. I wasn't going to release any of the Pizza Summit podcasts or videos, but this one was super relevant to what we're going through now. So I decided to release it here on the podcast for you. Listen, all of our other recordings that we did are very evergreen. If you want to learn LinkedIn or YouTube or Facebook or hear interviews about uh, Doe with Anthony Falco or Scott Weiner, all of those recordings are available with our mastermind group program. If you want to join our group, two mastermind calls every month, a private Facebook group, learn from other entrepreneurs what's working right now, ask me questions in real time, we'll help you with your marketing and give you all of that advice. Uh, all of that over on smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash mastermind. You also get all of our Pizza Summit from here. You know, As long as you're part of the group, all of the Pizza Summits are included in the mastermind. So you don't have to pay for any of those Pizza Summits in the future. And plus, you get all of the webinars, all of our past recordings, all of that. There's a ton of value inside of the mastermind group. And I guarantee you walk away from one call having paid for the mastermind group for the entire year. It's very cheap, by the way. So it's not hard to do that. So if you want to check that out, go head over to our website. But this was one of the sessions that we did. So Peyton from Mission Pizza has a Neapolitan-style pizzeria that's more dining oriented, and he had to change to a takeout delivery model for obvious reasons. John, who has Zeroni's, which is a superhero style of restaurant in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, has a buffet, and he had to pivot, but he's really jamming and doing some amazing things in his community. And then Jeremy, who's part of Master Pizza, who has 10 or 11 locations and franchise model, uh, they are all sharing what's happening in their business and what they're doing to kind of shift and maneuver through the crazy time that we're in. So this episode is about a 50-minute panel discussion. We're all on it together, and we're all sharing information as to what's working now and how you can kind of get ahead. Uh, And to, to be honest with you, When we were recording this session, we didn't really know how long we were going to be in this model that we're in now, but I honestly think we're going to be in this cycle for the next six to 12 months. I don't think that even when things open up again, and if they open up again in a month or two months, I don't think it's going to go back to normal anytime soon. So whatever you're doing now, you better be able to maintain that for the next six to 12 months because I think that's where you're going to be at. So that's what we talk about on this podcast episode right now. Uh, Okay, let's get into it. Uh, The four of us will be joining you for about 45 to 50 minutes. Hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. The Ars Capital, uh, we do 21 specialty pizzas, 21 specialty mac and cheeses, and a whole bunch of other stuff. We're a superhero-themed restaurant. Um, We always called ourselves the Macaroni and Pizza Pub, but now we're calling ourselves the Macaroni Pizza Not Pub. Just kind of adapting with that a little bit, branding that a little bit. Uh, But yeah, we've been a super community-oriented uh, I don't do much for spending on advertising at all. If, if anything, it's it's a little bit for, you know, the, the youth sports and stuff like that. But otherwise, super community-orientated and, uh, and the community responds um, with that. Nice. Peyton, how about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Peyton Smith. I'm in uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Uh, I have a 
little Austria pizzeria called Mission Pizza Napolitana. I've been here for, I think, six years, a little over six years now. So, you know, for us, we sort of just carve out uh, our space in the community, uh, one, by me being really present, being here all the time, um, and then two, just by sort of doing things, being committed to doing things the way we want to do them um, in an area where um, that's not always embraced. Exactly. But that's kind of, that's kind of how we do, that's kind of how we do things. Nice. Did Jeremy? Nice. Hey guys, uh, Jeremy here from Master Pizza in Cleveland. We have uh, 11 stores. Uh, we just signed our lease on our 12th store. So we're pretty, we're pretty excited. We actually signed it like a week before this all hit the fan in Ohio, Ooh. at least. So we were pretty much committed and no way out. Um, but you know, with our footprint, uh, and our concept, uh, most of our stores are delivery carryout. You know, we have, um, I think five of them have dine-in. Um, so we're, we're pretty resilient for this kind of thing. But uh, anyway, we're, we're also pretty involved in the community at each store. It's part of our uh, training with our franchisees and with our managers as well. Yeah, I kind of wanted to have you guys all. Th- the reason I asked you three to join me was I wanted to get a different perspective from maybe a different kind of business, right? Like I think you all run different types of businesses and uh-huh. maybe there's people who are watching this who can relate with one of you guys because they're going through the same thing. So Peyton, like how has this scenario that we're in now affected your business? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing it does, uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways it affects our business. It affects the way we operate internally. It affects uh, sort of the way, or it can affect the way we're being perceived externally yeah. It obviously affects our finances uh, quite a bit. So probably like most people, um, we've let a lot of people go. Um, and probably like most people, the concept behind that was uh, if there's benefits to be had, uh, then hopefully those people can get in line and deal with that uh, craziness and, and get the, the, their benefits as soon as possible. Um, obviously, our, our finances have taken a lot of hit. Um, but you know, for us, we are, I understand that we're much more fortunate than most people, uh, or probably most of our peers in this community in terms of the health of our business, um, our size and scale, uh, enabling us to sort of pivot in a way that can keep us sustainable, at least for the last three weeks, maybe for the next few weeks, if we don't get really crushed in this area, um, and so one of the nice things about that is that's allowed us to not be so fixated on our own problems. And we've, uh, it's given us the freedom to sort of say, how can we make an impact or how can we sort of put ourselves out there in the community uh, more and extend our focus to people who need it now, even more so than, than we need it internally. And that's been really helpful for us. Uh, obviously it's real and it's organic and it's sincere. Um, and that is, that's where it comes from. At the same time, in getting the message out or doing the t-shirt uh, uh, fundraiser thing I'm doing or um, all the various ways that you sort of adapt your narrative in this scenario, uh, it, it's good. I mean, it's, it's not PR exactly because that's not the intent of it, but certainly people um, understand how much we're investing our community in a time where you know, no one could blame us if we were just selfish and fixated. Um, and that's been really helpful in, in um, 
that's been really beneficial for us as a company and for me just as a person. Are you open so, right now? Yeah, we're going to start. We're going to open our window in about an hour and a half. So, you know, operationally, we've adapted um, with our staff. We've adapted our menu, pinning down the like the maximum selling hours during this time. And then just sort of adapting every day as things change. Because you're typically more of a come and eat in-house type of restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I, I I sell Neapolitan pizza, so I've been I've been discouraging people from getting takeout for six years. Right. And um, and so now we have to pivot in a way that uh, a we don't have much choice. I mean, my principles on feeding my staff as opposed to feeding people takeout are are um, a lot more important to me. Um, so we've shifted quite a bit. I mean, our entire model for sure. All right. We'll circle back to that. I'm sure we'll get into that discussion too later. So, but Jeremy, how about you guys? You guys have a lot more restaurants that you're dealing with and a lot more people and yeah. uh, employees. So how's it affected you guys? Um, sales wise, we're, we're de- uh, across the board. We're down. I shouldn't say across the board, but if you put everything together, we're, we're down eight, nine, maybe 10%. Um, and a lot of that's uh, those downs are from our um, restaurants with dining rooms. Um, we did close one store. We had a big staff issue there, uh, and it was a little bit dine-in, heavier dine-in at that store too. So we we decided just to shut that one down, uh, and we'll reopen it in the future. But uh, the other stores, the stores that are just delivery carry-out, do pretty are are doing okay. Some of them are even up. Um, stores with dine-in is where most of our downs are. Uh, we did adjust our hours as well. Um, you know, we we were ten to nine. Uh, I'm sorry, ten to ten. Uh, Sunday, Monday through Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, we're open till 11. Sunday, we closed at nine. Now we're 11 to eight, um, Sunday through Thursday, and we're open till nine on Friday and Saturday. So we had to do kind of the same thing that that he was talking about, um, focusing the hours. Uh, And customers adapted to it pretty well. Uh, You know, people aren't staying out late right now. They're not doing, they're not doing anything late. So dinner is not happening as it normally does here. Uh, it's a lot earlier. The rush comes a little bit earlier and it dies off pretty quick too. So we're in the beginning, we just watched the numbers real closely uh, and made a pretty quick decision to cut our lunch hours because that really died quick. Cause a lot of the big, uh, you know, Ohio was pretty early in, um, in shutting down the non-essential businesses. Um, so we, we had to make that decision pretty quick with lunch business and same with our night business too. We just saw it tail off pretty quick and it doesn't make sense to, to spend that payroll. And it allowed us to focus really keep most of our people um, happy with their hours, not all, but most um, and, and still make it make sense business wise to, to be there and, and try to function somewhat business as usual. Yeah. yeah. John, how about yourself? I know you're a single operation. How is it affecting you guys? Oh man, I feel bad saying this. We've hired five people and doubled our sales in the last two weeks. I mean, that's the difference. Like, there's different areas. It happens different ways, yeah. and different businesses. It happens different. So, well, you know, we had we had a benefit when everybody ran out of toilet paper here. We we picked up some toilet paper and we were selling four rolls maximum just for the people that didn't have it. There was no purchase necessary with it. They could just come in and get the toilet paper if they needed it. And hot damn, if that didn't go global. Like they covered that in Czechoslovakia and South Korea and went national Fox News picked it up. 
CBS picked it up. So out of all the things that we've done here in our town, all the initiatives that we have, you told me toilet paper was going to break the news for me. That would have been crazy. Um, but we've, we've adapted. Uh, we've actually cut our hours back just so we got time to clean and restock the other night because um, our staff's really been busting their hump. Um, we've given everybody a dollar raise across the board just through this. Um, we pivoted and we started doing grocery boxes. We, we called up our health department and said, hey, what can we do to help people stay at home? So we want to have like a pound of butter, a pound of egg, or a pound of uh, bacon, eggs, turkey, bread, something like a grocery box, essential boxes of, of stuff that you can have to cook at home, um, to toast, uh, make breakfast, lunches, dinners. Um, so they allowed us to do that here. And the FDA actually just uh, announced something yesterday where we have to do source and all this different stuff of the eggs, uh, how we package it. It's been weird. But they allowed us to do that. We, we had started off doing uh, $35 for this box. Um, then, then I had $20 in cost into it, but then I had employees that were packaging it. And we were delivering it. And uh, we felt bad because a lot of people thought it was free, and then they, they passed on it. So we called them back and said, okay, we're going to do these for free. My wife thought I was nuts. She, I'm like, we're just, we got to do it. People are hungry. They got to do it. We had a, a corporation call up and they wanted to give us, they wanted to buy 285 boxes. Uh, they wanted 150 of them to go to the employers and the rest of them to sponsor for the remainder for, for people that were just giving these boxes out. That was a $10,000 order wow. uh, last week. Um, so it paid for everything we had given away in the future. And it's it allowing, allowing us to do another 300 uh, boxes for free. Um, with all the other donations that came in that kind of support this program we're doing. And then the food pantry reached out and said, hey, like, it's great that you're getting this, but we can, our dollar stretches further than yours. So why don't we partner up? So we actually, this week are stopping bringing in uh, produce and, and all the supplies. And now we are turning into the delivery arm for the food pantry. So oh. we're going to take numbers for everybody and we're just going to, our drivers are wearing ppe and they're they're doing everything right are gonna make a route for the next day and people volunteering to help us out so we're actually going to be supplying probably 150 75 pound box of groceries a day to people in the area well that's great so we kind of pivoted that way um do you find a lot of people in your area need that or are they are they just yeah, as an alternative I, to a grocery store one, uh, we, we have a really high poverty rate um pretty close to us actually all, all the business and, and the money is on the other side of town from where we, we're at. And I've had a lot of sweetheart deals to, to, to go over there. Um, but I just, I just, this is where I grew up, you know, it's like, I grew up hungry and I understand it. Not today, but, uh, <laughs> but I grew up hungry and I grew up, you know, with, with, with not a lot. So I understand what it's like, uh, to, to get some help and have people believe in you. That's and, great. uh, Yeah. Now, what about your employees? Like, I know all of you guys obviously have employees, and it's hard to keep them if you have to if you have down sales or if you have to, you know, um, cut hours. But not only that, but are your employees okay with working? Or are they concerned about you know the safety of themselves in this situation? Or how are you guys dealing with that? I, I told everybody, if you don't want to work, you don't have to work. You can take a hiatus. When this is all over, you have a job to come back to. It's totally fine. And the ones that are working, um, if they have any kind of symptoms that come down to it or have a rumor that has symptom, um, I sent them home for 10 days paid right now. So I'm actually paying them to stay home. And we'll see how this, this government program goes. You know, if it covers payroll, then that's, that's going to help me to right. do that. 
so these guys can still pay their rent and and you know we got a lot of families here a lot of people actually support uh wives and, and kids making pizzas for me um so i wanted to make sure that they were comfortable um that i'm not forcing anybody to do anything they don't want to do. what was the percentage you think of people who did take time off of all your employees like and said you I know what two. i don't two people i had two out of 43 employees that, oh, that's not bad well now it's 47 employees but two what about the uh, jeremy what about you guys um we've had a small percentage of people bailed um probably five percent of the people bailed uh it was it was we got lucky for the most part i mean we've been able to keep people with their hours um with uh, what we've done kind of extra for them uh everybody you know we have pretty good discounts and then in addition to that we we allow each employee that works any shift they work they can take home a meal whether it's for them or for someone they want to donate it to, it doesn't matter to us. They can take home an extra large pizza, um, toppings, whatever, uh, just to, to make sure that people are fed. Yeah. And that, that's gone over pretty well with the crew. They really seem to appreciate that. Um, and I think they're taking it to their friends sometime, and that's totally cool. You know, like the, like the other guys were saying, you try to, you try to contribute back, you know? Yeah. As long as you're not going to the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peyton, what about you? Well, so we're a little bit different. Um, you know, one thing I did early, I, you know, for me, one of the things uh, for me when just weird stuff happens or you have to make a decision, I believe, uh, at least for me, very strongly in giving all the information that you have and making a decision early. Uh, and so one of those decisions I made early was to let my front of house staff go uh, because we didn't have dining guests. I made the decision actually to close our dining room um, before our governor did, um, and then, but then they coincided. Um, so that was one of the decisions I made, and I was hopeful that anticipating there would be a huge line for benefits and there would be a bit of a cluster, um, that those guys could go ahead and get in line and get their benefits started. The other thing we did is just as a company, you say, okay, listen, let's figure out where you go with your benefits. Let's make you whole. Uh, for the period of time until your benefits start to replace your income. And then if that starts to work, which is starting to just now, and so it's been basically three full weeks, if that starts to work, um, our attitude with those uh, people is, if it's working, let's just stick with it. We don't really want to fool with it too much. Um, here with the small crew of guys I have here, we basically have three or four people here a day. Uh, same as the other guys, if, if we're very cognizant basically daily, how is everyone feeling, um, making sure we're aware of, uh, obviously, you know, my hands are cracked and broken and all jacked up from washing them all the time. Everyone's the same. Uh, we'll probably transition to um, maybe some masks just inside uh, the restaurant now. We have not done that yet, um, and we do face the customer a little bit when we just hand through the window, so I think that's a good thing to do, even though I'm otherwise really comfortable with our method of delivery. Um, but really the same thing, just having really daily, transparent, uh, open communication with the staff about how they feel. Obviously, just because they feel gung-ho about working, um, that's not always the decision to be made, right? We have to be prudent, and ultimately I'll make the decision in that regard. Um, but we've been lucky so far. We haven't had any issues Um and so we have guys here that really appreciate what we do and guys here that really work very hard. 
And so, you know, the only real thing is we're making food, which is something we've never done is we're making food for people that we don't see, that we don't contact with, that we don't interact with. And for instance, I have a half of my restaurant basically is an open kitchen. And so it's very, um, it's a big transition for us emotionally, really, in the way we work and the pleasure we take out of our work. Um, because it's really the opposite of what we've been doing for six years. And so that takes a toll. Yeah. But for the most part, um, I think we've transitioned fairly well. And then if, um, you know, if any of this uh, paycheck loan relief comes along, um, you know, then hopefully people that people that aren't sorted out, I, I really believe if people are on their benefits and if the government's giving them an extra X number a week, I'm in the camp. If it works, let's not fool with it. Just throws a wrench in it. Um, but certainly we have people that aren't quite up to speed or they're in unemployment hell or whatever. Then we'll just bring them back and hire them. And uh, in the interim, we basically have distributed all the sort of free cash and the tips. And here you go. I'm thinking about you money and all that stuff. We distribute that to our uh, employees weekly so far. So that's it. Yeah. I was talking to somebody on a podcast the other day and they said, we, I've been in business for 10 years and I feel like every day I go into business now, I feel like it's like my first day running my business all over again. Almost like that first year happening. Is that what you guys feel like? It's like every day is different. You're trying to figure it out just like you did your first year open. Every day is different. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what, what do you guys, does, does anybody have plans or is anybody working on plans to like, as we come out of this, what you're going to do? Or are you guys just kind of in the day to day, just trying to figure out? as you go through it right now? I mean, I'm, I'm changing up my lunches completely. We, we've done a lunch buffet here with a salad bar for years. It's been highly successful. Uh, we do it from 11 till, till 2 o'clock Monday through Friday because i got a lot of factory workers around here. And they get, they get a half-hour break. Well, I don't think anybody's going to trust a buffet coming out of this. So we're going to adapt, and, and we're trying to figure out how we're going to do pizza by the slice um, so make sure that everything's coming out of the kitchen, um, that we're not putting up for anybody to get near. So I'm already ahead, ahead of that because I, I don't think anyone's going to be comfortable. I, I, don't, I don't see how Golden Corral makes it out of this. But then again, <laughs> I wouldn't go there before this. So I guess that they don't have to worry. Their clientele is not going to be worried about it. They'll eat whatever's put in front of them. Uh, but I do want to say that it was, it was, it was one thing that, uh, that, that you said about closing your shop early before the state did. That's huge. Like that was huge. That allowed you to get your message out there before everybody else. That allowed the, the, the public to understand that you're trusting your process, that you're taking it seriously. Uh, you said you're thinking about getting masks. I say do it, man. Get get some masks out for your people. Yeah, I've got a bag full of them right now. Perfect, actually. man, because it's, yeah. it's that visual thing that, that says that, you know, we're not trying to protect ourselves from, from you. We're trying to protect you from us. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's been the message that we've been doing uh, and we've been using the tagline safest food in Oshkosh, uh, which uh, has been doing really, really well for us. So the fact that you close early, man, capitalize on that. That was smart. That's because you care about your customers too. So. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think for me, it's, as I alluded to before, my, um, at least what I have to worry about right now is, it's probably dissimilar than a lot of other operators. And so um, I don't feel uh, super desperate in terms of the, uh, our cash position or the health of our business or, you know, it's been pretty um, uh, 
you know, we've gotten pretty good uh, feedback so far since we've been doing this, even for three weeks of thinking, okay, this might be sustainable in a way that we didn't anticipate. And so both in terms of how I manage my resources, um, but also in terms of sort of how we're messaging our brand is I want to be prepared to be honest with you. And I'm not the only person that can be thinking this about um, how this can be an opportunity for our business as we come out of this. And what that means for me is, um, you know, Jeremy may have a different perspective or, or more perspective about this is that I'm always looking for ways to do more of what we're good at, more of what I really am uh, excited to do. But for me, the hurdle I always come up with is who is going to execute it for me. And I'm thinking about a landscape when this is over where a lot of people aren't going to have a job to go back to. Um, And so if I can position my company um, and if it obviously has to make sense, there's no reason to do it just for shits and giggles. Um, But if I can position my company to be in a good position um, to execute some projects that are really uh, interesting to me and projects that I've hashed out and have had them in the can for six months or a year or two years, but just haven't had quite the bandwidth of human capital to execute them. Um, It could be a really powerful thing, both for our company, but also to be a catalyst in the community to actually put people back to work in this field where if, if we can come through this, we will be, we will be one of the very few privileged um, companies of my size. I mean, I'm a single unit place we might do, you know, if we were lucky this year, we might do 900 in revenue. So to give you an idea of our size, um, but we could easily be one of the few privileged companies to be a catalyst on the back end of this. And that's sort of a win-win for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, coming out, coming out of this thing, you know, it, my answer would be different three days ago of how, it, of how we're going to change. Like coming into this, I felt like um, probably the first week, it seemed like every day we were writing some new policy and or, or procedure and um while it's good and we had to do it that stuff is like that stuff is mentally just draining you know and every day you know the first thing you do when you wake up you know you grab your phone you check your emails you see what's going on and it's like oh man i gotta i gotta do that today oh crap i gotta think about you know you're trying to think days ahead and this thing moves like like a rabbit you know it, it it's 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 zig and zagging all over the place and we've talked about it at length about how, how we think we're going to come out of this thing. And I think pizza in general um, is going to be in the spotlight. I, I, I um, it, it's a, it's a very resilient business. We're all lucky to be in the business. And, and I know some, some it's more complicated where it's mostly dining and stuff like that. But in general, our business is pretty resilient. We've been through a lot uh, pizza in general and coming out of this, I'm not sure if like, I'm not sure if a lot of people are going to be trying to get into pizza or maybe more places are going to start to try to sell pizza or, or how that's going to go. One of the things that we've talked about is, is that if people, if the country does reboot, like we'd all like it to normal life, right? Normal, normal life. uh, I think if, if that happens and suddenly everybody has jobs again and everything goes back to normal, I think pizza might be hurt for a little while because, everybody and their brother wants a steak 
or or wants something cooked for them in a restaurant where they don't have to clean up. And and I I think there might be there might be a rush of that if it does go back to normal. Um, I I don't at this point I don't really see us ever being normal the old way again. I think this is going to be a I think this is going to be a permanent shift in the way that we all live our lives. Yeah. I really do. If you guys have questions, by the way, if you're watching live, if you have questions, there's a, the chat box is open. Uh, there's also the Q&A box if you want to add any questions there. And I agree yeah, with that 100%. Just... Uh, imagine, imagine, like, even if, say, June 1st, it, they say, okay, everything, you can go back outside. Like, when's the next time, though, someone's going to be comfortable going to a movie, right? Right. Or, like, going to sit in a restaurant that's crowded. Like, I don't know if that's going right. to happen relatively quick. I'm not sure. Something. I'm itching for it. I mean, I'm itching go, to go to a movie or something like that. And I am too, but I want to. I'll rent out the whole movie theater and just be like, "All right, there you go. We have it to ourselves. No risk of anybody joining us." Right. Yeah. Right. So, what do you yeah, guys think of that? Not the renting out the movie yeah, theater, but like, how I, long do you think it's going to take for people to kind of go back to normal? I think it's going to be a while. I think people are going to worry about this. At least, uh, what, are, what do they say? The vaccine? They're looking at 18, 12 to eighteen months. So. People are going to be weird about it. I mean, if this is what it took for people to finally wash their damn hands, fine. <laughs> right. Okay, should have been doing that the whole time. But eventually, we're going to have to. I think it's actually amazing when you take the freest people in the world and the, and the amount of stuff that they voluntarily done. Now, you know, giving a guy a thousand dollar fine for paddleboarding all by himself, I think that's a little crazy. Uh, but for the most part, people are taking their well being uh, in their in their own hands here. And, you know, it, I, I was describing it the other day that being in business right now is like whitewater rafting. You have a paddle, but you're not using it to go anywhere. You're just trying to keep the boat straight. That's all we're doing. That's yeah. all we're doing. We're trying to avoid the rocks and see where this thing takes us and, and adapt as much as you possibly can. And I think when you, when, when you get through a rapids, you don't want to jump back in that thing right away. You know, right. and I think that's what people are going to do. They're going to take a while. They're going to test the waters. They're going to go out slowly and they're going to try it. So, you know, you, you ease back into it. And right now, what is normal? This is normal. This is the new normal. And if that's not where your head's at, then you're not in the right position. Like this needs to be right. your normal. And when it changes again, then adapt again. Yeah. Like, yeah it's not going away. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we got some time still. I think this will take a while, obviously. Um, and I'm prepared to be wrong about this, but I yep. tend to uh, I tend to think people have really short memories also. Um, and I think about the nature of this, and this feels not so much um, just in terms of the health um, in the the health and financial impacts of this alone. This doesn't feel so much like the result of some misbehavior, right? This just feels like a lightning strike. Yep. And so I'm hopeful um, as long as we're all safe and as long as we take our time and as long as we do this with prudence to get sort of back in the world. Um, and I'll hedge my bets, but certainly, yeah, I tend to think people will have maybe a short memory and maybe the nature, this is pure conjecture, but maybe the nature of what this is. Um, as opposed to being, oh man, you know, we should have, we should have, this was a guarantee and we caused this through our stupidity or our inattention or whatever. 
I think the sort of the randomness and the, yeah, the lightning boltness of this um, may bode well for people having that short memory about it, but certainly be prepared if that isn't the case. I guess it depends on the generation, right? Spring break 2021 is not going to suffer any losses. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I think it may, yeah, it, do you think it depends on like how long this lasts too? Like if, if they do say, what is it? It's April 8th. Now, if they do say, you know, May 4th, like my kids are, can't go back to school till May 4th. If right. May 4th comes and they're like, all right, you can go back to school may be better for memory than if they say, nope, forget it. School's canceled for the rest of the year. Like, I think the longer this goes where we are stuck in the house and we can't go outside, the longer the memory will last. Do you think that's the case? For sure. Yeah, inertia is powerful. Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Time time will eat it up. I think that, I, you know what, though? I was talking with the guys the other day. I don't know about you guys. I'm cool with uh, being open a little less. Like, we already talked about it. when we co- when, when we go back to somewhat normal or whenever we come out of this, I, we're going to have serious conversations about not going back to 10 o'clock. Maybe we, maybe we think about nine o'clock. I love the idea of our people because we're not really losing much sales. We could still provide the same amount of hours and, and, and uh, jobs for people with less time. I, I love that idea. I love the idea of getting people home earlier uh, to, with their families or, or, or whatever. Um, so who knows? I think yeah, that's I, a real thing. I, I like what you're saying. I think that's a, it's a very real thing. And, we're again, we're a very different company, but we found in my company, I found that at a certain point, and this sort of, you know, this changes, right? It sort of, for us, it just gradually sort of has been improving week over week or month over month or year over year. But our week is our week, right? right? And if I give guests six days to experience our week, I won't do any more business than if I only give them five. Right. Um, and that's something that we did in our in my company um, a while ago and it's really worked. I mean, and it depends on where you're at. I mean, we're a destination place regardless. We're not on the boardwalk or we're not on Madison Avenue. So we don't, we don't, that's not our business. If that's your business, it may be the wrong move, but um, maybe a, maybe a, a operator or operation centric first, model that can still meet your needs and then some is a is a good idea yeah, maybe, this I like is a, maybe this is an opportunity for you to kind of look at your business whatever it is and say you know what maybe you did want to close at nine but you were open till right. 11 and say like this is the time to hit that reset button and like let me just right. fresh and when we do get back Wait. to normal i'm gonna run the business the way i always wanted to but i never really had the chance to do it well think about it i mean for how many I'm years i mean sleep. yeah right decades for decades, all of us have been chasing more. All we do is chase more. Yeah. We stay open later. We open earlier. We go shopping on Thanksgiving now at, at one o'clock. Yeah. It's just stupid. And and why do we do those things? I, I, right? Money. We, money. No, but also, you know? it's money. But the money is about FOMO, right? Hit it's me with the. Give me the acronym. Fear of missing out. Right. Right, we open at we open at eleven because we're afraid we're going to miss a sale. It's the Rather same reason you're on like people are on Grubhub or Uber Eats, right? They're afraid of somebody it, yeah. else. No, listen. The only reason third party delivery exists is fear of missing out. That's the yeah. only reason. It's a absolute loser. Everyone knows it. Yeah, but they persist. Fear of missing out also means not only me internally, but it means off oh, my competitor or if the guy down the street is doing this, then that exacerbates my FOMO. 
Right. I think being open at 11 as opposed to 12 or being open until 11 o'clock PM, when if you closed at nine over time, your guests would change their behavior. Yeah. But if, if you let, if, if, if we allow them to let us change our behavior, right. It's like people saying we need, I mean, I'm in a small town. You're, if you're in Oshkosh, that's a pretty chilled place, I guess. Yeah. It's people in your community. There's like 12 people that say, Oh, we need 24 seven dining. They want your restaurant to be open 24 seven so they can come there once a year at 3 AM. <laughs> right. And then they'll you say there, Oh, you closed, but I went there all the time. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like that one person who orders that one item off your menu and you don't take it off because that one person's going to right. complain about right. it. Right. 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 There's, there's definitely, we definitely have a clean slate for people to really yeah. take a hard look at how they want to operate and just change. There's no yeah. how people want to live. Oh, what the hell happened? It's just I, you know I've different. always been a huge, huge proponent about that. Is is if when you're if you're looking at your competitors, you take your eyes off your own road. And I always said I, I don't want I don't want to leave my competition in the dust. I want the dust to be settled by the time it gets there. <laughs> like if if you focus on you and do you the best you can right now, I think it's awesome that you didn't want to do takeout and delivery pizzas that you wanted people to come in. Cause I always tell people, you think my pizza is great in a box, come get it on a pan someday. Right. You know? And, right. and, but you adapted for that. Like you took your own, your own personal thing that's near and dear to you and said, okay, my people still want to have my pizza. So I'm going to adapt to this and I'm going to make it work. Uh, so that's what we got to do. And fear of missing out is exactly why third parties are out there. And then, and another interesting point, is is that safe right now? You got somebody going from door to oh door. Oh my god! To yeah, no chance. And, no and chance. for me, like if a driver comes in here and he's looking a little pale, uh, then I'm I'm gonna. We have a, a temporal thermometer here. We actually take temperatures because sometimes people want to work. They're not going to be honest with you because they got rent to pay. You know, right? And, and we need to make sure. Yeah. This. Well, there's no accountability on a third party driver coming None. in court. You don't know if they're off. None. You don't. Sorry, tangent. For sure. We're still avoiding it too, for now. I mean, listen, my wife my wife is definitely, like, it's changed her life. I mean, if you go upstairs right now, she went to the grocery store, and you'd, you'd have thought she's coming back with a dead body to hide. There's, like, trash bags <laughs> all over the floor. There's bleach. There's all kinds of stuff. She's very yeah. much... She's very much been traumatized by this scenario, so it's going to take her a little <laughs> while to come back to reality. But let me ask you this. What is, is, is there any other than like maybe being able to hit the reset button? What else po has positively has this maybe let's put a positive spin on it. Like, what do you see good coming out of this when we move forward? Anybody can start. People are going to miss interacting with people. So um, I don't necessarily believe that this is a certain uh, continuance of, you know, sit at home in your underwear and get your pizza delivered to you or your, sushi damn i don't i don't necessarily believe that like i said i'm prepared to be wrong um but you know i think this is going to be long enough and serious enough and severe enough that i think it's really hopefully um i think it'll really make people miss the concept of being a real human being and, and living their life out in the world for sure it might hopefully it helps us appreciate time with each other whether it's going out to eat with your family or, or just meeting, you know, walking by someone and saying hello. Hold on a we second. 
I've been around my family way too much. I'm looking forward to being around strangers. <laughs> I mean, I mean extended. I mean okay. extended. Gotcha. You know, like I, I'm, I, you know, my my sister came over the other day. And my sister's pregnant, and uh, she came over to visit on my my youngest son's birthday. And it was so weird because she didn't get out of the car. <laughs> right. Like she came over, and she there, for multiple reasons. I mean, I'm still working, so I'm out and about. So I totally get it with her being pregnant. You know, we want to make sure we follow that social distance, distancing. But, dude, how weird is that? And yeah. It was still, it was still a nice. Uh, it was very nice to see her, but definitely, you know, I, I definitely miss seeing, you know, her in person and giving her a hug and yeah. and, mom and other loved ones. Uh, I do agree with you guys. I hope that that brings us back to maybe a little bit more. We're gonna do we're gonna do something in reverse. I'm gonna go to my sister's house and eat dinner and zoom my family instead of doing it the other <laughs> way around. There you go. Yeah. Nice. I'll tell you, man, uh, probably the saddest people out there right now are bartenders since that social interaction that <laughs> yep. you have. You know, you got your open kitchen. I got an open window in my kitchen. I love yelling out to my customers. I love them yelling back to me. Like that interaction right now is is it's a lot of us. A lot of us got personalities like that. We like to get out there and, and sure the Facebook videos does something, but it's 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 not the same. Like I miss hearing the same damn joke three times and laughing again just because <laughs> it's important to that customer that I find it funny, even though he's told yeah. it to me three times already. I'm gonna laugh, Jerry. I'm gonna do it because I love you. But you know, I mean, my bartenders probably have have taken this the hardest out of all. Yeah, I mean, imagine sure. being like a nail salon or a, a, you know anybody else who has to rely on people coming into your business, and you're not necessarily essential. Yeah. Right. I would think like we're kind of lucky that we're in the the we were able to yep. at least stay open. As yeah, for as sure. Possible as it is, you know, we are lucky. Um, someone says this worked for us due to a snowstorm in the past, and business actually went up. I think that because due to a snowstorm, they closed a little bit hours, and business went up. Huh. Is any are any of you guys going to change your hours permanently when this moves forward? Maybe. Uh, our we I mean we only sell food like twenty five hours a week. So. <laughs> What's that like? I know that's oh, great. that sounds great. All right, if you guys, if you guys, have any, if you guys have any questions while we wrap this up, throw them in there. Um, but I appreciate you guys joining me. I know it's kind of a hectic time right now. I know it's everybody's trying to figure this this shit out as we go along. So for you guys to take time out of your day and join us on this call is very much appreciated. Where can people go check you guys out if they want to go say hello or if they want to uh, shoot you a message when this is all over? Zeroni's on Facebook or uh, Zeroni's.com. Uh, email Zeroni. Well, and we're on uh, we're online masterpizza.com. My email is Jeremy at masterpizza.com. Um, you know, we're all we're all on this thing together. If anybody wants any information, um, glad to contribute. Yeah, I appreciate you, take you guys. Downtime to step up your social media game. Get out there, do it. For sure. Social media is huge right now. What do you guys? Let me ask you a final question about marketing during this time. Is that a good idea, or what do you think? I think the narrative matters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the narrative matters. I mean, we're uh, for us, we got we got blindsided. Like day three of this whole thing, I got a call from our vendor. Uh, the vehicle that we use is called Gold Clipper. Uh, it's a uh, little you know magazine that goes out once a month to basically every, it went to every house in our mar- in every market that we're in. So I have I had 190,000 pieces sitting at their facility for April to go out, and they called I don't remember what day it was maybe March 12th or something like that, and they said hey we're out of business, <laughs> and I'm like okay well really? the the marketing for my entire organization 
is, is, is sitting there. Like, what, what do you, what do, what do we do? And they said, well, you can come get it. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> so, you know, that was like a total blindside. So, I mean, my, I guess my short answer would be yes. The narr- I agree a hundred percent. You got to be careful with the narrative. You don't want to uh, come off the wrong way in this whole thing. Social media is important. I think for social media, at least it's important to talk about what you have to offer and what you're doing to protect your crew and your, and, and your customers. I think those are the, and, and probably spend more time talking about the latter. Um, print wise, it worked out for us because the print was dead for April anyway. Um, so we decided to take April off. I just finalized a new deal with, uh, with our new uh, partner and that's going to start in May. And even their books have been postponed. They have other options, which is why they still exist. Um, we're still going to do print for us. Print still rules the world. Um, but you got to be careful about fishing in a pond with no fish. Uh, you just got to be careful. It's a, it's a, it's a tough time to navigate. Yeah, I would agree. I would say right now, uh, the, the two topics are safety and diversions. So talk about your safety and then give people something other to hear about than COVID-19. Yeah. Like right. maybe something great that you do in the community or just a funny video, like, uh, like your doe that sings Italian. Don't think I didn't check you out. You know, stuff like that. That's what we need to do right now. We need to be the diversions for them and let them know just like, uh, just like grandma, everything's going to be okay. Well, a lot of places are radio silent right now also. So, um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, open space for you to be heard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so to take advantage of that's a good idea. For sure. This is the only panel. I think it's the only panel that we've done, or the only session we've done at this pizza summit, w- based on like what we're going through now. And I did that purposely because there's so many places out there talking about COVID nineteen. And yes, you, if you need information, you can go find it somewhere. But I didn't necessarily <laughs> want to spend the whole damn yeah. summit talking about COVID nineteen. Oh. But yeah, and you easily could, even if you didn't mean to. But like, like these guys were saying too, don't panic. You can't panic. You can't freak out. I think a lot of people freak out in this thing, and and you know your your staff and your customers need you to to keep an even keel. You know to to kind of hold it together. I think that's important for all of us as leaders, whether it's one store, three store, hundred stores, doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I think people are kind of tired of hearing about it, even though yeah. they want to be updated. But yes. they're tired of getting it beat over the head with it every every single yep. post or every single absolutely paper or TV. Yep. They hear about what's happening and like maybe they do want some positivity to be heard. For sure. If for your sure. oven's hot, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's if end it your up. oven's down then panic yeah, feel they... free <laughs> yeah. all right did everybody give up peyton where are you oh you already gave out your website right yeah yeah mission pizza right. ws on instagram did i miss anybody uh, uh, I think I jeremy jeremy you, we got you yeah yeah uh, jeremy at masterpizza.com is my email and uh we're on facebook and um online twitter uh, masterpizza.com and at masterpizza all right guys i appreciate you joining me for this this was awesome i know you guys are busy and hectic so i appreciate you taking the time out and hanging out with me for a few minutes thanks bruce nice to chat yeah. with you guys yeah. thank you guys yeah. thank you guys Good luck. if you have great. any questions great. guys if you're watching this live or you're watching the replay if you have any questions i'm sure if you reach out to these guys these are great guys in the industry with a lot of knowledge so reach out to them i'm sure they'll help you with any question you have if you have any question for me you know how to reach me uh uh, Smart Pizza Marketing is our home base, and uh, that's where all these recordings will be. So take care, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, right. guys.
Hit the, you guys. hit the stop button there. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate all of you guys for doing Thanks. this. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, be safe or we'll talk soon, guys. All right. Thank you to Jeremy, Peyton, and John for joining me on this episode of the show. Again, if you want to hear all the recordings, there's 35 sessions from this year's Pizza Summit. Go check out our mastermind group. You'll get all of the recordings in there as well. And you also get a ton of valuable information about your business moving forward. And don't forget, if you haven't yet, join me live on Facebook every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm going live 10 a.m. Eastern time answering your questions. And here's what I'm doing for the, for one or two one or two times a week. I'm not sure how many times we're going to do this, but I'm going to do live social media audits for free. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email. I'll look at all of that. I'll give you some crit critiques. Positive reinforcement, though. I'm not going to bash anybody or be super negative. I'm going to give you all positive ways to improve your Facebook, your Instagram, and all of your social media that you send us. We'll review live on these Facebook live morning shows. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Join me. Come hang out. Grab a cup of coffee before you get into the office or while you're making dough. Ask me your questions and just hang out. Talk pizza, talk marketing, all of that good stuff. Smart Pizza Marketing on Facebook. And also, if you have a question, you can email me direct, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at smartpizzamarketing for pizza and at Bruce Irving, at the Bruce Irving. If you want a little bit of marketing, entrepreneurship, motivation, that's where you should follow me over there. All right, guys, let me know if you need anything, if I can help you with anything. Let you know, one last final thing I want you to do for me. You've been listening to the podcast, hopefully for a long time. You're getting some value out of this. Do me a favor. Leave me a review on iTunes if you haven't yet. That would help me out a lot, and I would super appreciate it if you left me a review. Whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on, just hit the star button. Give me the five-star review. Let me know you found some value in this podcast right here. All right, guys, have a great week. We'll see you on the next one.